Hi, my name's Hudson, and I'm a geoholic. Hey, all you geoholics out there, Nick Smolovsky with Bad Elf for another Tech Minute. Uh, New York Times has a new study out that says um, to get outside. So if you're a surveyor, a field guy like me, um, this is good news. That means we actually, uh, there's science out there proving that being outside not only helps deflect the virus through vitamin D, um, but also uh, there is a ton of benefits um, proven scientifically that being outside in open space and beautiful natural environments has a a ton of qualitative health benefits from emotional quality uh, to stress relief, anxiety. So that's good news. So if you've ever thought to yourself, why do I like surveying so much? Maybe it's because you get outside and you actually get to get out of the office a little bit. So again, New York Times study out saying get outside. Of course, stay socially distant when necessary. Uh, obviously, the, the benefits of being outside is huge, so that's great news for us surveyors. That's going to be your Bad Elf Tech Minute for the day. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me, Nick, N-I-K, at bad-elf.com. That's Nick at bad-elf.com. Thanks, everybody. Please take your bad news and go. Happy podcast day, boys. You I ready miss, for this? I miss Carol Pacey. Oh, man. Live music, boys. Yeah. Thanks, everybody, for listening to episode 38 of The Geoholics, a podcast produced by and for GMX professionals, also known as the Kurt Schilling episode. No arguments here. No the arguments sock. Whatsoever. How can I turn that down? 2004. Oh, <laughs> beating the Yankees in their home. Man, great story, great story. Please consider joining the Geoholics fan club. For every 20 bucks you donate to the Geoholics GoFundMe account, you'll receive a couple Geoholics wristbands and a t-shirt, along with having your name mentioned on the next podcast. Guess what? Our good friend Jesse White. What? He made a uh, another very generous donation to the GoFundMe account. What a friend of the program. Oh my God, I love that guy. Love that guy. And by the way, we do have some new swag on the way, so stay tuned for that. It's going to be pretty cool. Uh, opening number, of course, Carol Pacey and the Honey Shakers. Take your bad news and go away. That's going to be... Uh, that's appropriate That's right appropriate now. for this episode, <laughs> and you guys are going to find out why here in just a bit. Uh, they are Carol, Andy, Ben, and Will, and they are some of the best American thrash pop you're ever going to hear. Their latest album is titled Bliss, and I just saw that Carol and Andy are actually mapping out their next album as we speak, so that should be coming in the... Uh, in the future, I'm not sure how long it takes to make an album, but whenever it's done, believe me, we'll be promoting it. All their music is available on Spotify and Apple Music. Check out some of their videos on YouTube. And uh, as Shoot said, I, I miss these guys. You know, it's uh, you communicate with them, you know, through Facebook and stuff like that. But uh, I just can't wait to see live music. I'm not sure when that's going to be, but uh, either way, support your local musicians every chance you get. Let's give a shout out to our friends of the program. Thanks for believing in us and your continued support. Uh, first, we have Bad Elf GPS. You can find them at bad-elf.com forward flex to check out their new GNSS receiver called the Flex, of course. And we want to make sure we thank Dr. Nick for another great tech minute. And then we cannot forget Land Surveyors United, Mr. Justin Farrow. I uh, want to let you know International Surveyors Week is June 14th through the 21st. He is the man that developed our app as well. So a little side shout out to him. But their website is landsurveyorsunited.com. 
Absolutely love Justin. Uh, Unify, U-N-I-F-L-I dot arrow. Scott Ohana, he is the man at Unify. And his team, they are basically a one-stop drone shop. You can, uh, I believe you can purchase drones from them, but if you have your own drone, they can help you with flight planning, um, processing the data, and making sure that you're providing your clients with the uh, exact deliverable that you need. And we cannot, we would be remiss to forget Parkland College. I mean, they are building the future generation of surveyors. Parkland College, their land surveyor program is in Champaign, Illinois, Corey, Corey Allred, and the boys over there are, like I said, building the future. Parkland.edu slash surveying. One student at a time, as they say. Ah, I didn't know that. Now yeah. I do. Yeah. Well, I actually just made that up. But <laughs> um, We are going to have some big news next episode. I'm not going to give it away, but we have another partnership coming up um, that we are going to announce next episode that is going to take us to the next level. It's going to be awesome. So stay tuned for that. And uh, we're happy to be back at the Beat Lab studio, also known as Producer Jake's Kitchen. Um, thanks for having us, buddy. It's not a bad place. Yeah, it's great. I mean, I think the next step, so we might have to move to the couch, get a little, a little comfy. We'll do, but Let's do it next time. Yeah. Watch some Twitch while we're yeah. uh, podcasting at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Sounds like a plan to me. I like it. I like it. Well, again, thanks for letting us be here. This is great. Uh, speaking of, let's catch up with the boys, starting with uh, producer Jake. How are you now? Doing good, guys. I know we hinted at it last week. Um, I got our little trip up north um, this past weekend to Flagstaff. Um, great time. A uh, little beat the heat a little bit. Still a little hot, and I greatly underestimated the uh, elevation and the UV rays. Got pretty sunburnt um, to add to my other sunburns, so... I'm just sunburned all over now. And I think I, I, my theory is, is that it's because I've been inside so much for like the past, what, two, three months mm-hmm. that I just, I'm not used to it. So I got to get back and get the, get the vitamin D going and the UV, UV rays going. So just about to cross um, 12,000 listens too. So huge milestone coming up. Not quite there, but so a little bit of a premature announcement. Um, but we're getting there. So yeah, I'm doing good. Ryan, Ryan, how about you? No, you've been golfing. You are looking a little toasty red. Yeah, I'm more of a like, and a, I'm, I'm more of like a wholesome brown. Now I'm between the two of us. Yeah. Now I'm entering the peeling stage too. Oh, so boy. that's that's never good. Jake's got a bad body dandruff right yeah. now, all over. Oh, that, that's and and I'm just really trying to get into in front of the face now. Yeah. Just aloe applications every hour on the hour. I do see a little bit of a beard you got going on there. Are you uh, trying to grow? I see there's a little trim underneath. Uh, is, is that is that growing above that? Or? I don't. Maybe a little bit. I don't know. I can't do facial hair. It's not bad for the yeah. radio audience to hear this. Yeah. <laughs> you I, see a little bit of a, a pretend. He's beard going with the. Uh, he's going with the shaggy. Yeah, uh, I don't think I could ever do a beard. No, <laughs> don't have it in me. You don't want to. I I don't have a full one either. It it just kind of looks terrible. But uh, me personally, just spent the the weekend at home with the family. Actually, went over to the parents' house. Did a little cookout barbecue. Uh, swimming with the boy, nothing major to report. I've been golfing like crazy. The golf game depends on the day if it's getting better or not. But the tan, oh my goodness! Even even my family commented on the ghost feet because <laughs> they are white, and the rest of me is very tan. So, That's awesome. uh, as much as we should be quarantining at home and everything, golf courses are essential. So I've been enjoying that. How about you, Kent? 
Oh, gosh, just to reiterate what uh, Producer Jake said, we had a great weekend up in Flagstaff celebrating uh, Producer Jake's and Presley's graduation, and uh, McKenna and Dr. Will were there as well. Had a great time. I found out a couple things about Jake this weekend. First of all, he's a big espresso martini guy. Wow. Who knew? I did not know that. Pretty fancy. I know he likes his fancy beers and seltzers and everything. He's a bit of a connoisseur of uh, espresso martinis. All right. Can't go wrong with one of those. Did he get one? Little pick me up. Did he get one and turn it down like, this is not up to my standard? No, no. (laughs) They're all up to my standard. Okay, I got to ask real quick. Uh, yeah. I got to interrupt. What Dr. Will, what is he a doctor of exactly? He's not a doctor. Okay, so it's he just, just a, plays one on TV. So it's like <laughs> he has well, Dr. A, uh, Nick is like actually doctor, but he's I think uh I think my mom actually coined that phrase. Yeah, I don't know exactly what show one of Dr. like the will. Chicago Fire, Chicago PD, one Something of those. Like that, yeah. He's got some sort of look alike on there. Was it like one of their stories during the day or is it like a primetime show? I gotta, you know, I gotta know I, what to look for. I we gotta have to do some know. research on it oh and circle goodness. back. You guys are killing it, me. So we've just I spent so, like four days. What the? <laughs> I think she said it once or twice, and it kind of just stuck from there. Okay, so we got Doctor Will and Producer Jake in the family. <laughs> it's awesome, awesome. Um, another item of note: uh, doing some YouTube surfing, I came across these. And Jake, you've probably seen those the uh, the Drone Championship League, I oh, believe, yeah. and they have now a manned like acrobatic racing drone. I haven't seen that. It's I knew about the league. Manned? Yes, manned. Yeah. How large are we talking? Uh, it's got to be like eight feet in diameter or something like that. I don't know. Wow. It's so cool. It's hmm. so cool. I mean, that's that's where the stuff's going, right? Yeah. It's going to be nuts. That's like some like Star Wars like pod <laughs> racing. <laughs> yep. And then here's another uh, free plug. Don't get used to it. Um, working with friend of the program, Mark Taylor, of course, with Extreme Aerial Productions to host a demo of this new drone, I think it's developed by a company called Civ Drone. That is correct. And this thing, for those of first of all, Google it if you haven't seen it. This thing could be a game changer. I'm anxious to see it in person. But basically, it is a uh, a drone that has a mechanism on the bottom that has like I don't know, 15 stakes built into it. 20 stakes at a time. 20 is that what it is? Yep. 20 stakes at a time. You've done your research. I shirts. have. Oh jeez, I should let you tell the story. <laughs> Showing up prepared. Yeah, it's an oddity. So this thing, um, of course, you know, it's RTK GPS. It will fly over the location on a construction site. And then, sure shit, drive a stake into the ground. Exactly where it should be. Exactly where it should be. And then it has a, like a, what do you call it, a barcode on the top? QR code. QR code on the top. So anybody who has the app and, you know, has it, whatever, calibrated to the site can walk up to that stake and scan the QR code and it'll tell you exactly what that stake is. What is underneath it, what's about it, all that good stuff. Yeah. In theory, it sounds like it could be... An absolute game changer. And that's not every stake is not that smart stake. They have two different oh, options okay. with gotcha. that. And yeah, they're not paying enough, uh, us enough to really sell this thing yeah. as much as we not are. Not yet. It is pretty awesome. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, on a side note, I have to say that uh, the, the lovely Carrie is officially done with her career in teaching. But I did see a kid at Highland High School ran a four-minute oh, mile. Sub-four-minute, I saw yeah. 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 He was one of like 11 high school That's kids crazy. in history to run a sub-four-minute mile. Mm. And I think he was like the fourth fastest ever. So on her way out, she had that. And uh, they had the graduation with, with this COVID-19 thing. They just had them all go in and go in front of a green screen and oh. get their diploma flip their tassel and move on seven hours oh my god 
was the video with all the the speeches and everything. Brutal. And then it turns out, I don't know if I'm going to get myself in trouble with this, but the Highland High School, they cut out all the R's and S's. Why? So it, it was just a mistake. Oh, my and God. And it was still seven hours long because it was 771 was the graduating class this year. So it was Somebody's interesting. In trouble. We were watching that, and then uh, I, I went for a bike ride through the neighborhood, and I saw some other people from other high schools. They had the big screens in their driveways set nice. up. And so they're, they're you know. Getting creative. Getting, getting to the safety share with this COVID-19 fun. Getting creative. That's awesome. Um, that's about it. I mean, I, I think about this crazy drone technology. I just, what's next? You know, that's what I keep asking myself. And. I, I can't wait to see what it's going to be. So, uh, yes, the Safety Apparel Safety Share. Best safety vests on the planet. You get those from Safety Apparel. Follow them on all their social media outlets and purchase the last safety vest you're ever going to need at safetyapparel.us. The crew Our, chief. The crew chief, yep. Party chief, I'm sorry. Party chief. Party chief. Oh, <laughs> every time I mess that up. So our uh, our safety share this week, um, it's a little bit of a read here. It's not going to be much, but uh, the topic is virtual meeting brain drain. This is a real thing. So if it sounds like I'm reading, I am. So. <laughs> You're going to brain drain us all. <laughs> yeah. So just stick with me on this because this is pretty important. It's, uh, it's something that is a part of all of our lives now. So um, just bear with me. So now that virtual meetings become a uh, primary way to work, you may find yourself feeling mentally drained as you hop from call to call, often without breaks in between. It happens every day. Part of the brain drain from virtual meetings comes from the cognitive loading involved in attempting to listen more intently, even as audio quality fluctuates. People navigate their cameras and mute buttons, and the social brain searches for cues that indicate if the meeting is going well. These cues are abundant in face-to-face meetings through body language, but not so much. We've just had that conversation, right? You just kind of adjust it, and you're yeah. you're never content. Yep, yep, and uh, you don't get those. You don't get to read the body language and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, we we're talking about that. So when these cues are less available on virtual calls, however, our brain works twice as hard. People who are highly skilled at reading a room, for example, will notice. The brain drain even more when communicating virtually as that kind of superpower becomes limited. Here are just a few suggestions for combating the virtual brain drain inherent in virtual meetings and presentations. There's just a couple, I swear. Block out break times in your calendar for the next three weeks. A 10-minute refresh break built into your schedule allows you to get up and move, grab a healthy snack, and say hello to your family if you're working from home. Stay hydrated. This is a huge one. I mean, all the time, but our brains are largely water-based, so drink lots of it. During meetings, you're leading. Take a moment to ask how others on the call are doing or where they are physically, or simply tell them it's great to see them. Purposely setting the tone for the meeting experience is important, but it gets overlooked far too often. Uh, explicitly ask for attention to one another's ideas and suggestions. Share and ask questions within the meeting, especially if your meeting runs late in the day or there are distractions. Set up your screen so you can see who's talking. Seeing everyone at once can be distracting. You know, you see those Zoom meetings with like 20 people on there. And so go with the like speaker view where you just see yeah. the, the speaker rather than the, exactly. the multiple view. Exactly. Asking people to use their webcam makes meetings more engaging. The brain is wired to study faces and engages immediately when one appears on the screen. For important meetings, block out time beforehand to prepare and afterward to decompress. 
And last but not least, practice with the various virtual meeting platforms if you need to use more than one. Because there are a couple different things going on now. A Zoom, I mean, that's a big mm-hmm. one. I don't even know what happened to their stock as a result of this, but this. I'm sure it's uh, I'm sure it's escalated just a little bit. So basically, you're saying come prepared. <laughs> come prepared. That's yes. all there is to it. <laughs> when yeah. you have a meeting set for a time, and these people are like, "Oh, I don't know my technology." Yep. You knew what it was. You knew what you were getting yourself into. Come prepared. Exactly. Or else you are showing you don't care. Well said, shoot. I'm upset about that. I've experienced it a few times. <laughs> All right. As you, our listeners, know by now, we are always looking for new and creative ways to add value and make friends. This episode is going to be a little bit different than our normal effort. We're simply calling it a, quote, good news, end quote, episode. And the reason for that is there's so much negativity and fear constantly being drilled into our brains. We challenge each other for this episode to each of us to bring three stories that contain good news to share with everyone. We hope that you guys will glean something positive from it. Like Carol Pacey said, take your bad news and go away. So we're going to start out tonight with Big Shoots. Shoots, what's your first story, buddy? I'm coming out of the gate strong here, boys. Uh, There was a plane that is fully electric and it carried nine passengers uh it's a nine passenger e-caravan 750 horsepower magna 500 propulsion system um i gotta give them credit for the fantastic name the aerotech flight test center (laughs) at the grant county international airport in washington um you know it's it's this whole new world of we're gonna get down to zero emissions and um, hmm. all electric propul- propulsion is just fantastic, and this could revolutionize. Um, obviously, for our industry, we use an airplane to, to fly over and take photos. If we can do that all electronically or electrically, game changer, as you like to say. Absolutely. That's going to cut down all of that uh, emission of, of airplanes. And uh, that's a nine-passenger plane, easily you know, could carry wow. a, Strap a, camera. a camera on that. Yeah, bad that boy. could easily carry a camera and then That's some. Crazy. So you can get a LIDAR and a camera in, in one. And on a that. photogrammetrist. Uh, no, no, no. Just a pilot. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't need to get in a, a tiny <laughs> little plane like that. I was going to say, you think that thing is safer or uh, more I, dangerous yeah. than a gasoline petrol engine I, I don't know about that just a plane that's small i would be a little uneasy personally I, me too i, I, I mean like, i'm in that boat no doubt i like my big jumbo jets and and flying safely commercially well maybe we can get one of those electronic no a, a jumbo jet electronic it, it might be a little bit before we know. get there elon will figure it out does but. this say anything about uh the like the the time that the, the, the charge lasts, I guess. Uh, it, I didn't. I didn't see anything about what do you mean, it. Can't be long. <laughs> can't be long. <laughs> where Where are you going to fly then if it can't be that long? You go from think, like uh, Phoenix to Mesa. Think about like <laughs> Teslas. Teslas can't go very far, uh, the, and that's the, on the ground. Yeah. Well, the, the payload of the the batteries in the plane, I'm sure, has to be gigantic compared to a car. Oh, I'm sure. So you know, go by like mm. law of uh, relativity or interesting. I, that is a good news story. That, so I appreciate you know what? That. I just want this uh, world to be a little healthier and happier. And yeah. I know personally, I do my part at the grocery store when I turn down those plastic bags. And I make that joke every time with the ladies. I'm like, we're going to save that environment one plastic bag at a time. <laughs> I'm sure they love that. <laughs> what do you got for us, Jake? All right. I've got a kind of similar thing because it's environment to, environmental kind of. Um, it was an article that I saw 
um, that was about these beekeepers in Albania are reporting these this guy's been a beekeeper for like 50 years and he wrote this article or they went and interviewed him and showed that bees are up they're moving there's no pesticides in the air there's no there's less pollution in the air um and they're reporting these the, the bees are out there doing whatever they do they're getting to work and they're per, per, the they're they've taken losses every year for like the past 10 years up until this year um, and now they're making money. So, so um, is there like an increase in pollination and everything from them? Yeah. So I think, well, so what he was saying is that, he, well, he's quoted, here's a great quote. It's a golden year for bees. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so he was they're talking about how there's less people around, less pesticides in the air. All of that just directly correlates to them having more um, time, I guess, to pollinate and create that honey. Yeah. That's the opposite of what we've been hearing for the last. 10, 20 years about bees. Save the bees, save the bees, save the bees. So that that's a good thing. Per uh, Carol Peace, the uh, bees mm-hmm. make it, they shake it. That's correct. <laughs> How fitting. Man, oh man, Carol Pacey's getting some free play she tonight. Is indeed, absolutely. <laughs> no doubt. I, I personally hate bees after being stung. Yeah, I've been stung a couple times too, but I, I, I do recognize that they have their important jobs within the ecosystem. Absolutely. Well, total side note, just to make everybody laugh, a little more good news. Uh, the one time I was stung by bees, it was on the East Coast, and I had a friend from high school with me there. And I got stung by bees, and I ran like crazy because I didn't know what was going on. And I am not the most athletic person. You guys know this. I don't know if the audience knows this. But uh, the guy that I had with me there hanging out was in my freshman year PE class together. That was where we met each other. <laughs> and he always made the joke, I had a year of PE with you and I never saw you run that fast <laughs> as when you were stung by bees. And long story short, he uh, happened to tell Hudson that when he was about four years old and he still brings it up all the time to bust my chops about it. What, that you run fast when you see bees? Yeah, he's like, oh yeah, that was the fastest you ever ran when you got stung by bees and you had PE with them. And that guy's nickname at this point is Uncle Duck, so he always, oh, Uncle Duck told me that. Could, uh, could, could you beat Hudson in a race, or what do you think? Uh, we race all the time. I just got longer legs. It's only a matter of time he's yeah. going to beat me. Yep. Has, has he ever gotten stung by a bee? No. no. He, he, that kid's way too uh, safe, we'll say, from everything in this world. But there aren't a lot of bees out here, are there? It depends Not where you go. When mm-hmm. we were living up in Scottsdale there at, by the pool, when you would get any water like on the deck, they would come swarming and just try to, I guess, drink that water or whatever they do. Well, and you get like those African hunting bees or whatever they are that just like all of a sudden they show up and they take over like an entire, entire house, you know? Yeah, they yeah. can like Crazy. swarm. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I'm going to knock on wood. We've been fortunate not to have those. We do have mosquitoes. Not in your I'm, neighborhood. I'm, yeah, no. We're handling things. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully yeah, we continue to. Great. So yeah, that was that was my uh, side story to to make everybody laugh at me. <laughs> I've been stung one time. That's it. Thank God. I have too. One time. One time. My, one one time on my finger. One and done. Yeah. One time on my back. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, I had the one time, but it was like six stings. Oof. Not, not good. Boys. Not the greatest. But okay. yeah. So good for the bees. Good They're for the bees. Well, yeah, so that's let's, fantastic. Let's go to the next. Well, guy. my uh, my first one is environmental related as well, and it's how the, you know, the COVID-19 pandemic has made a positive impact on the environment. So I'm sure, you know, a bunch of people have read about this, but, you know, as a result of changes in our behavior, especially as it relates to, you know, air travel and transportation in general, you know, there's been a huge reduction in greenhouse gases 
as well as uh, pollutant gases like carbon monoxide and nitrogen oxide. And according to the BBC, I'm going to quote my source here, uh, CO2 levels over New York City have dropped 10 to 15 percent compared to the same time last year. And over a four-week period, CO2 emissions in China, we all know China's air quality sucks, dropped by 25 percent, totaling 6 percent of global emissions due to the reductions of the use or burning of coal and oil. That's big time. And again, China, for example, has seen 30 percent reductions in NO2, resulting in observably clear skies. I know I've seen some, you know, videos on, on the news and stuff like that, and it's, just, it's pretty amazing. And in addition, a recent Harvard study, Harvard University study, found that Americans with COVID-19 who live in places with high levels of air pollution are more likely to die from the disease than people who live in less polluted places. So that is really, really interesting. And again, look at me. I'm, I'm quoting all my sources for once. I don't want to. <laughs> is, yeah. is that all about like lung health, you think? Just yeah, from no living doubt. in those Absolutely. places and yep. fresh air literally saves your life? Yep. And to take it one step further, Marshall Burke, a researcher at Stanford University, he calculated that improvements in air quality recorded in China may have saved the lives of up to 4,000 children under the age of five years old and 73,000 adults over the age of 70. So even more conservative estimates, <clears throat> excuse me, would put that number of lives saved possibly even 20 times those numbers. Um, so um, amazing. And of course, you've seen it here recently in Italy, there's reports of seeing, you know, like wildlife, and I don't know if it's true or not, but like dolphins and swans and stuff like that. And the water, like in the canals. Are, the is, Venice. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's totally cleared up. I mean, it's pretty amazing. If those pictures are real, I have no idea. I didn't snope this or anything like that. <laughs> and... Um, what we're learning is that, like, uh, we're we're just terrible for this earth. Absolutely, absolutely. That, that was my last comment. Absolutely, my last and, comment. And she's fighting back, Mother Nature. Yep, yep. It's uh, you know, I, I think we're likely likely to come out of this experience having, you know, like you guys are saying, a newfound respect for our planet, hopefully, and understanding of how we, you know, can better support it for generations to come. So it's almost like Mother Nature hitting the reset button is how I heard somebody, you know, mm -hmm. kind of coin that. So it's interesting. Well, and like everybody staying home and working from home, quarantine, whatever you want to call it. Literally on the way here, I just heard on the radio that for the Phoenix area, they were saying that traffic is up 11% this week alone. Oh, like uh, everybody's oh, going yeah, yeah, gotcha, back yeah. to work and yep. getting antsy and getting out and about again because, you yep. know, it's so horrible to just it's, be at home all the time. Yep. It's still not bad, though. <laughs> it's still not bad. And I, I just I love the fact you can totally see it here in Phoenix because our air quality is not the best. You mm. know, when you drive towards the city, typically, if you're coming from a little higher elevation, looking down towards the city, you can literally see a brown cloud mm -hmm. hovering over the city and you don't see it. Yeah, and like when you're in the city, you can actually see the mountains surrounding us now. It's weird. Yeah. It's so weird. If it's it looks nice. like that here, imagine what it what must look like in Hong Kong right. or Shanghai, oh, like these places that are notorious for exactly. their mm -hmm. exactly. air quality. Even L.A., I've heard firsthand from people that it's a whole different place right now. Yep. Yep, yep, good stuff. So More good news. Uh, exactly. More good news. Well, yep, to continue, your turn, buddy. To continue this COVID-19 uh, right. thing and good news involved with that, if that's possible, i got to give a shout-out to ASU, the Sun Devils, you know. Forks, Forks up. up. Uh, that's, that's my alma mater, <laughs> and somebody else in this room has recently just graduated from there. Cha-ching. Exactly. Um, ASU has developed the state's first saliva-based COVID-19 test. Um, I'm going to quote my source, who is Joshua LaBear, who leads ASU's COVID-19 research efforts. 
He said the new saliva-based test will be a real game-changer for those individuals who want to know whether or not they have an active COVID-19 infection. As we return to the workplace, schools, and other daily activities, testing early and often is going to be the best way to help us prevent the spread of COVID-19. Obviously, if you go through the article, I read it earlier, it's basically the the supplies, the demand, like everything is going to be easier this way. You're not going to have to get a hose like or swab (laughs) jammed down your throat like a a flu test or whatever. They're just making it tremendously easier. Uh, The accuracy, it it does the same diagnostic, uh, say, as the swab test, and it's 100% accurate if there's any detectable amount of virus present in the sample. Um, one study suggests that saliva tests may offer even greater sensitivity. So huh. it's, it's just all around Is it immediate? Better. Yeah. Oh, it's immediate. Well, yep. that's, we, we need to get to that point quickly. Exactly. Less labor intensive. It's just, if you go through this, it is 100% a better situation. Um, I don't know. The goal, okay, so this is that Josh LaBear guy again. The goal is to rapidly increase statewide diagnostic testing to continue to protect first responders, get more Arizonans back to work, and students back to school again this fall, which personally for me with a, a wife and son that are going to be students in the fall, I, I am excited to hear that. So I got to give my school <laughs> a lot of credit. That was, uh, you know, this this scientific school that they did all this at, I, I probably never even seen the building, <laughs> but <laughs> I am a part of the Sun Devil uh, Nation. So hey, I, I ASU's like it. like technology side of things is what, like top five and number one innovation number one innovation all all the buses say it all around town they say even better than mit so that you know i read that one i'm proud of my school and that just sounds extremely promising moving forward because realistically we need that and a vaccine and then we're good to go more good news exactly what about you jake what's next on the docket yeah i saw this one and i was actually pretty excited when I came across it because it's pretty topical to some conversations that we've had if you've fo- been following the past couple episodes. This is a, uh, this is a magnet fishing story, nice. um, but turned good news. So hmm. magnet fishing turned good news. So I it's like a story it. about um, a six-year-old boy um, in South Carolina um, said that he took up ma- magnet fishing a few weeks ago after watching um, a couple YouTube videos. So that sounds, sounds pretty familiar, familiar. familiar <laughs> to someone else. Um, but so his parents were totally on board with it. They thought it would be like a good activity for him to go out and do amidst everything that's going on right now. Um, so he ended up, um, dragging this thing in a a lake and got hooked up on something huge. His dad runs out there and helps him pull this thing up and it's a safe. And, um, so they cracked it. Well, actually they didn't crack it open. They did the right thing and called like the law enforcement or whatnot. Yeah. Whatnot. They came, they cracked it open. They found uh, like jewelry, credit cards, checkbooks, all sorts of stuff. Um, and they were actually able to match the person's stuff, I'm sure, because of like the checkbooks and whatnot, to a neighbor that was down the street wow. um, who had actually had their house broken into six years prior. That's awesome. And had their safe t- taken. So my head immediately jumps to like some Ozarks, Marty Bird yes. safe. <laughs> totally uh, agree. Running away on a boat, falls off the back of the boat, but. Yep. Pretty good story. I mean, magnet fishing has been, and this is great. Like people are, this is all over the place now. YouTube and hey, if it wasn't 111 degrees outside right now, I would be magnet fishing. I would have six <laughs> magnets out in the lake right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you got to keep. I don't know if you looked at, watch those videos, but there's, there's single sided and double sided magnets. Mm-hmm. And they say not only do you need to have both, but you need to have a claw as well. Mm-hmm. So and 
you can go online. You can buy this stuff. It's already set up. It's already, you know, like the rope and everything. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to do it. There's no doubt about it. There I am going to give it a shot. I have to. There are lakes up north. It's not 111 Absolutely. up there. I, I mean, six oh. years old is pretty little to be magnet fishing. So cool. Yeah, I don't I don't Start see, them young. I don't yeah. see my six-year-old out there doing that. He's so lazy. Mm. I'm going to have to yell he at him. He would love to do it. I guarantee you, the first time he throws a magnet out in the and lake. And you catch a safe? And you catch <laughs> something. You catch anything. A can. Yeah, yeah it doesn't he's matter. He's so excited. Like, with the magnet fishing, do you just throw it out and pull it right back? Yes. That's perfect for a six-year-old. I am That's buying. I am buying Hudson a rope and a magnet. That's and in the next couple of weeks, you guys got to go do it and come back with a story. All right. We should like we rent a it. boat or something I'm and run it behind it. a boat. We can get out there. Imagine the crap that's in Tempe Town Lake. Oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But at least uh, you know, dead bodies don't <laughs> aren't <laughs> magnetic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, unless you get the belt buckle. Oh, darn. <laughs> Never want to get the belt buckle. <laughs> but that's the problem the I have, buckle. like, uh, to bring the bad news into it. When I take Hudson <laughs> fishing, man, he just throws it out, reels it in, throws it out, reels it in. I'm like, that's not going to work. Then. Yeah. This will be perfect for him. Now we're now we're talking. Yeah, Absolutely. but then what if you don't get anything? Then he's going to be so discouraged. Uh, we've gone we're fishing so a handful right of times, and we, we've come home with nothing every single time. We almost need to go wherever wherever you're going to take him, and we'll do we'll dump some stuff in there first. <laughs> Let oh us soak God. for a week or two, maybe like a geoholics. Or like some silverware. Yeah. Just let him pull something up. Yes. To, mm-hmm. to get yeah. the, that would be awesome. To start the fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, the story ends with that where the na- they go contact the neighbor and the neighbor's hugging the little guy. And thanks for br- bringing their stuff back and like bringing closure so cool. to her. And then the dad ends the article by saying like, it was the right thing to do. It could teach him that lesson, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So magnet fishing turned le- life lesson. I love good it. Good news, I boys. Love it. Good news. More good news. <laughs> Pretty good. So yeah, let's continue continue down. This is going great. Okay. Um, let's see. My second one is going to be about uh, get kids into survey. So I'm sure a lot of people listening to this have have heard about this. It's really the brainchild of Elaine and Ellie Ball, and they're actually in the UK. So a little bit about this movement. It's it's amazing, and it just continues to gain more and more momentum, which is great to see. So Get Kids Into Survey began in 2017, and it started with one Get Kids Into Survey poster. And it's, it's a fun resource for the survey community to share with their kids, of course, in order to you know, help them understand what their parents did at work. That was the initial thinking of it. Well, the response from the industry members was so overwhelmingly encouraging that in just two years, They've had a whole range of survey posters in production, and at, at, at this point, it's my understanding, they've distributed it o- over like 40,000 copies globally, mm-hmm. which is unbelievable. And, and actually, a third of those have been sent to the United States. Um, and once they've got to the States, they have uh, they've have record that they've been set to every single state. So yes. pretty, pretty amazing. And as, this, as the Get Kids in the Survey community expands globally, through its network, you know, of sponsors, and you can become a brand ambassador. These are all things you can find on their website, which I'll give you in a second. Uh, the project will grow to include, you know, full programs of work for, you know, not only parents, but educators. You know, they're doing something with scholarships, and there's just a ton of resources to inspire the next generation of surveyors. And as a part of their continuing mission, um, it's to secure ultimately the, f- the future of survey industry and provide education on everything geospatial, including different areas of surveying. Um, you know, they're doing something with equipment manufacturers and distributors and, uh, and, and just solutions on various types of jobs. They've got a mining poster, you know, they've got, uh, you know, a utility poster. It's, it's, it's amazing what they're doing. Elaine and Ellie they're, um, and their team, they recognize that, 
you know, in order to secure the future of our industry, you know, we have to unite the geospatial community and inspire a new generation of surveyors. So we know that people like uh, like you, you know, take great pride in their work. You know, we want to we want to share the enthusiasm with with young people. And just a couple last things about get kids into survey. Their vision is inspiring future geospatial experts. Their aim is to make the wider public aware of surveying, what it is and what surveyors do. And their mission is to bring young people into the exciting world of survey through pioneering content and engaging experiences. And these guys are, and gals are doing just that. It's amazing. Their website, if you haven't visited the site, you got to check it out. It's getkidsintosurvey.com. Check it out. I know you're familiar with the shoots. I'm going to throw a couple things in yeah, there. Yeah, go for it, man. Uh, I know that this personally, awesome. between the two of us, we're responsible for probably a couple hundred of those posters being passed That's true, out. yes. We've given out a bunch. Um, and friends of the program, in a certain way or another, guests in the past, mm-hmm. there are two of them that I know of for sure that are on these posters. Mr. Yep, the true. infamous Phil F. of what Bowman. What a great guy. And then uh, Trent Phil Keenan F. is a, a new addition. From he Diamondback is. Land Surveying. That's so. true. That's true. He got his. Uh, he got a new character We're on, bringing the, a on full the next circle. poster. So if you're interested in finding out more, um, again, you know, you can be a brand ambassador. You can be a sponsor. And when you're a sponsor, you uh, you get a caricature on on the po- on an upcoming poster. And it's just it's it's an awesome awesome movement. And I wish nothing but the best for uh, everybody involved in it. It's uh, it's awesome. Good news. A little extra good news. Oh, do you, extra. Do, All right. Just to throw it Let's out there. It. Yeah. I am not overly familiar with this. Throwing it off the cuff here. Yeah. Um, Phil F., again, the infamous man himself, mm-hmm. has his, what is it, the J.C. Comancheros. Comancheros. Yep. Fundraiser, Pony fundraiser boys. Uh, it's a pretty cool thing that they do. Uh, they, they take the... The mail up by horseback from Phoenix up to Prescott, and then they mail it out of Prescott. Uh, I know that US of AZ and Aerotech have, mm-hmm. have sponsored him in the past for legs of it, and then yep. uh, I have personally gotten the letters sent by him. So, you know, yeah. to a four, five, six-year-old at the time, and then a seven-year-old, yep. they, they thought it was amazing. I'm like, no, this thing went on a horseback from Phoenix to Prescott. It so is. It's just a side note that yep. they're raising money. It's for a good cause. Yeah. No. Absolutely. And it's uh, just just like you said. It's a great group of people. The good cause. I think I believe it's called Horses Help, mm-hmm. and it's um you know it's like a, a camp type thing where horses are like a therapeutic outlet, I guess, for for kids that have you know different you know whatever illnesses and stuff like that. I mean, it's it's really really amazing. Phil F is extremely compassionate about it. And if anybody wants to find out more about that, you could probably just simply reach out to Phil Fedor. Let's give his mm-hmm. name out. Oh, geez. Uh, on uh, on Facebook guest. or LinkedIn. He'd love to hear from you. He was a guest. He can go back a few episodes oh, yeah. and find yeah. that out. But yeah. that good news was just contagious. Uh, yeah. That was oh. that was unplanned. That so. was awesome. See, now this See, positivity is just spreading. No, I, I feel a, like uh, after this episode, we're all just going to have a group hug for um, about 10 minutes. Just warm all over. <laughs> I was actually thinking about that this past weekend, actually, when I was driving back from Flagstaff. Yeah is um, when we were hit about Prescott, and I was looking out, obviously, like on the sides of the roads, and I was mm-hmm. thinking about that when he said that, yep. about how they do that once a year. And I'm like, man, that's coming I mean, up. I'm in a car, yeah. you know, and it, how long does this take me? Like, that's got to be. Yeah. And they do it, like, legitimately, where they pass the bag of mail, like, going full speed on mm-hmm. horses. 
Well, yeah. Oh, so I imagine like a like a maybe a trot. Oh no, it's walk. all on horseback. This is like a full speed like Absolutely. Pony Express yeah. real exactly. deal. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. The British are coming. The British are coming. And then I don't quote me on it, but I believe he said when they get up to Prescott, whoever's got the mail like rides the horse mm-hmm. into the bar and gets a beer on horseback. Wow. <laughs> to be that yeah. guy. Yeah. Yep. That's got to be like the the pride position. Yeah. Yeah. They do some auction great that, stuff. Auction that position off. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. Well, uh, and then to continue off of your ki- get kids into survey, mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about the oldest kid ever to survey. <laughs> <laughs> this was a gentleman in Indiana, Bob Vollmer, who at 102 years old Ooh. is finally going to retire from uh, being a surveyor. Such he, a great story. He has, after nearly six decades at Indiana's Department of Natural Resources. Wow. So you feel like you've been surveying a long time. I'm not going to be surveying for six decades, I can tell you that. You're going to quit for a podcasting career. We know that. (laughs) Fingers crossed. (laughs) But 102 years old, he's finally decided to call it quits. Uh, Some quotes for him. I've got a lot of things planned. Uh, I have some great grandkids coming along. Matter of fact, if I can live a little bit longer, I might be a great, great grandfather. Oh, my goodness. Um, And then, you know, he is in Indiana. I, I may have a little bias of... You know how they talk there because I've heard it a few times. Um, he said, "Might might build me a new swimming pool or something like that." <laughs> <laughs> so that is that is a life well spent. Oh, uh, I know that the governor, you know, gave him a medal for all of his service, and he's just that. You know, you got to love what you do, and. <sighs> I just want to be alive at 102. I don't. Wow. I don't even want to be working. But it, you know, he does say I've been a pretty lucky guy. So the stories that man could tell. We got to get him on the podcast. We'll do our best. Yeah, let's try oh, to do goodness. that. I, I know. I know that he was on like some sort of like media tour and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I was hesitant to reach out just because I didn't want to, you know, pull him in like another direction. So now that hopefully that's kind of settled down. Um, you know, maybe we'll get him on. That'd be awesome. Yeah. No, so, it, we'll have to have Jake explain this. Uh, Newfangled, uh, like a laptop technology Zoom. to uh, <laughs> yeah, that that might be a challenge, but hey, it, uh, if, if if the guy made it to 102 and he was still working, we might have to make a trip out there to oh make it God. worth it. I could go back to Indiana, just not that. in the winter time, no, absolutely not. So, that, that that's my awesome. positivity. What about you, Jake? I'm gonna end this on uh. my one of my favorite topics of this week. Um, I think what it's Thursday today, so by the time. This has been posted. Hopefully everything went well. But um, some of you guys, I, I know you guys were watching, right, on, mm-hmm. what was that? It was Wednesday. Wednesday um, yeah. yeah. So Wednesday mm-hmm. there was the demo to SpaceX um, manned crewed flight. And we, we've had a tech minute about this too. So uh, either last episode or a couple episodes ago. Um, but just an amazing, amazing thing to watch. Uh, the, the hype videos from the four hours before, they would show all these great montage clips of Bob and Doug, the astronauts, and them getting ready in their journey up to this. And uh, every single one of them was getting better and better. The anticipation was just killer. They're getting in the car. They're saying goodbye to their families. Just total, totally a great um, webcast. Tons of they. Pr- I, I feel like they provide the information in such like a um, easy to digest and like not super historic way. Um, but obviously, tons of anticipation, and you can imagine where this is going to go. In the last 
couple minutes they had to scrub the launch to um to weather so that was a huge bummer i was i was pretty pretty upset about that just because i was so ready to go and you could even see those guys were so ready to go mm-hmm. too i don't know if you guys were watching at that point of the um the telecast but they were um I think it was, du- I couldn't tell if it was Doug or Bob, but they were talking to one of the guys and they're like, Hey, we're going to have to, basically they were telling him like, we're going to have to scrub this. And he's like, just give me 10 more minutes. And he's like, you know, we can't give you 10 more minutes. Like those guys were so ready to go. Right. They're ready to make things happen, ready to get in the air. So, and you could even afterwards, after they told him like it was done, like mm-hmm. we got to get back out of this thing at this point, they've already been sitting inside this for vehicle hours. for yeah two and a half hours. So. Um, it was it, crazy. Yeah. It was he, crazy. You could see his hands on the display and he was going, like, you could see he was like almost like pacing with his hands. Like he was anxious afterwards. Cause he was like, man, I was yeah. just, I bet you, I mean, you have to be so mentally tough to yeah. where you are anticipating going to space. And yeah. then when they tell you, no, like that just has to be totally sad. So, well, yeah, the picture you the, like that they tweeted out that you sent of like the original Apollo to that. Oh Holy yeah. Shmoly, that was night and day. Like, yeah. eighty. Yeah. 3,000 switches to touch screens, everything. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was a picture of where it took the inside of the crew capsule of the Apollo mm-hmm. 11 and then the shuttles and then what the Dragon capsule with SpaceX is now and it's like all these switches, buttons, and it's getting... And then now it's just these three LCD panels that are sitting in front of them. And, and you guys actually think we landed on the moon with that old technology. 100%. God, yes. Crazy. Well, and then the other thing, like, I was looking at the picture, and I don't know if I looked at it clearly enough, but it looked like his foot was, like, on a window. Oh, yeah. I saw that. Did you see that? Yeah. I'm sure. I, was, I, it, like, I don't I think it was, it was Can you on imagine, it, but, but, like, can you imagine looking down through that, watching the world yeah. just go, well, adios. Yeah, one of the comments that, I, I, it's hard to tell when those guys are talking in there, uh, whether it was Doug or Bob who said it, but they were, like, after they scrubbed it, like, yeah, we had figured, like, we could see some, some rain coming down on the window. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what? Like, window? Like, it's like, what is this, a car? Like, but yeah, it, it was so cool to see those guys get in there and just the seats, how they're custom molded to each, each of them and the spacesuits. The spacesuits are yep. like so sleek and amazing. How could that ever protect? It just, it's gone so, so much farther. And kudos to Elon. I mean, yep. he did what NASA and the government couldn't do, right? So that was yep. a good, good, you know, step in the direction for like commercial businesses, knowing that they can do something that, the government, one of the most powerful yeah. conglomerates of people in the world, couldn't couldn't exactly pull off. So a little behind the curtain of our text messaging, I liked Kent's statement of those spacesuits are going to be the new norm. I think this, they could with be this coronavirus because they, they absolutely uh, as, could as be. As he said, they're so sleek, but yes. they keep us safe. Mm-hmm. Well, and you the, look at these like TV shows or movies from the future. You know, everybody's in like spacesuits walking around anyway. So mm-hmm. I could totally see that. And the other, my other takeaway was. And I'm aging myself, but Bob and Doug McKenzie. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Take off, eh? <laughs> oh, that was oh, who? Somebody, one of the late night hosts <laughs> had <laughs> something <laughs> like that. <laughs> oh, how about a beer, eh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Bob and Doug. Didn't great. they do the, the Christmas song and a beer? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the whole 12 right. days yeah. of Christmas. Yeah. And then the other comment, though, <laughs> that, that Jake was very on point with uh, Elon is the mad scientist of our generation. No, the Albert Einstein. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, man. Yep. Yeah. I know we're getting off track here a little bit, but I just watched the Elon with, um, whatchamacallit, from Late Night that has a car show. Jay Leno. Jay Leno, yeah. yeah. And he was driving the uh, the Cybertruck. Yeah. Pretty freaking cool. Yeah. No Pretty doubt. Cool. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see where that thing Did goes. Did you put your deposit down? No. no. It's like, what is that, 100000 No, no, no. no it's like, they start out like 50000 No, but the deposit yeah. to make sure you're I think on the you list, I like think it's like 100 or 1000 bucks. Oh, it's not much, yeah. Yeah, so just do that. Yeah. I mean, the list is a mile long. Everyone's putting money down <laughs> on something But like it that. looked but when it's reality pretty comes freaking along, cool. 
people back out. Yeah, then, once it yeah. actually comes down to where like, hey, it's going to take us eight years to get you that, you're like, yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and take my money back. Or I don't know if yep. it's non-refundable or what it is, but. Yep. It's fully refundable. And, you know, I assume that a lot of people see the price tag and then be like, oh, never mind. Mm-hmm. And they're just trying to be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe they got caught up in the hype of it. Like, mm-hmm. wow, everyone's talking about this. And then they're like, okay, that maybe wasn't the smartest yeah, they're thing. They're like, oh, exactly. I, I put the deposit down on the Cybertruck. And then, you know, three years into it, it's like, yeah. I don't, yeah. Know, anyway. I don't know if it'll take three years, though. I, I think the, the couple of years, maybe. I don't know. I think the the list is pretty long. We'd have to go back. I mean, that guy is great because he's so transparent. He tweets everything. Mm. I'm sure we could yeah. go back on his Twitter and figure out what he was, yep. um, what what kind of timeline he's looking at. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Good stuff. But Good yeah, news. so yeah, Good we're news. we're gonna try again on on Saturday. If yep. that doesn't work, try again on Sunday, and then hopefully by the time this is posted with those two other tries, yeah. they'll be up there. So that, that has yeah. got to be emotionally draining, though. Oh, it's, be I could not imagine. Up like that. Like, no. Could not yeah, imagine. Couldn't yeah. imagine it. Like at least this one to Saturday, it's a little bit of a break. Mm-hmm. Saturday and then try again yeah. Sunday if you it, have to. And oh. how they do it with these, inst- they call it the instantaneous launch window. Like, yeah, what was that about? I didn't quite understand that. Yeah, I don't know if it was like restrictions with the range or, or like the flight restrictions or something like that. They could only get it for so long. But, but they couldn't it, wait 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah, and they even said afterwards, they were like, we just want to give you some insight on this. Like if oh. we would have had 10 minutes, yeah. we would have been able to go. Huh. So I don't know why it's instantaneous because the, all of the other launches with the F9 and, and the Dragon capsules that yeah. I've seen before, yep. obviously unmanned, but they didn't have the instantaneous windows. They had an hour or so um, that they could keep delaying back to. A little playtime. Yeah, but that, it's just so hard to put like, at that specific second. If it's not good, scrap it, even though it's going to be okay. and just They've already been sitting out there for two and a half hours, mm-hmm. but... Well, Jake, that's the thing you're going to be riding in when you go to Mars for the first time. I know. Time. That's <laughs> what I was going to say. When you talk about how the spacesuits are the new normal, yeah, yeah. it's going to be the new normal when we're living on Mars. That's when right. Jake's going to check out his property. Check his property <laughs> yeah. out, yeah. Hopefully it's lakefront. I don't know. Crater front. I was going to say, I've seen the deed. It didn't look like there was a lake there. There's no Google Maps for those yet. <laughs> Not yet. It's we're so going to need funny. someone to survey it, though. <laughs> Can't sign it up. No. We'll get, we'll get Bob. <laughs> He's only 102 now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We'll get what is that in Mars years? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hilarious. Is it like your weight on the moon? It's only one sixth. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Well, I think time is, is that like a movie thing or is that for real? What to where think? like. Well, the years are longer because it takes longer to go around the sun to orbit. Exactly. Yeah. I don't, I think your body's going to age the same no matter what. Uh, can you say that for sure? No. Well, no. Can anybody? No. It's all uh, hypothetical. The, the, now we're going down a rabbit hole. Can, can you say we landed on the moon for sure? Oh, we're yes. doing this again? Yes. We're doing this again. And the earth is round. I'm good with that one. The earth is round. That actually kind of reminds me of one like the, the big studies where they did um, that Scott Kelly. That, remember mm-hmm. that astronaut? How oh, he yeah. went up there? I think he's actually running for... Yeah. Senate now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here in Arizona. Guy, he's from Tucson. Yeah. Is he? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, his <laughs> wife was the one that got shot. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. I like the... Was it Gabrielle... Yeah, I don't Gifford. remember her. Li- yeah, uh, yeah, that's yeah, bad that's news. Right. So we don't want to talk about that. He's running for Senate. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. yeah, he's running for Senate, and he was up there, and he has like the record for being up there for the m- longest time in, in one sitting. Yeah. Um, and he has like that twin brother, and they compared the two together. <coughs> mm-hmm. So that was pretty cool. That's well, interesting. Yeah, the lack of gravity and stuff changes the effect on your body and stuff. I think it was like his bones and his muscles. Yeah, and that's it, exactly what they were trying to do because his twin brother was here, hmm. he was up there, and then afterwards compare the two and see where yeah. the differences were. We may have talked about that. So interesting, mm-hmm. amazing. We've done enough of these. But anyways, that's there's, my, there's that's enough. I could go. Moment. I could keep talking about all this for forever. So that's that's my space good news. Really good news. <laughs> really good news. 
I like it. All right, my last bit of good news. I'm going to highlight an individual, um, Jim Cohn Sr. And uh, again, a number of you listening know who this gentleman is. He's a registrant in Oregon and Washington, I believe, in addition to being a, uh, a CFEDS. So Jim, this guy, you know, he's... He's, he's one of a few like him that are left in this industry. So, um, you know, we got to take, take advantage of, of the wisdom of these guys and girls for that, for that matter. But these so people. Jim, these folks, yeah. But Jim is, he's been surveying for over 45 years, not quite six decades. But if we put him and your guy together, we could have like the oldest survey crew. The Centurion. Most uh, <laughs> most experienced survey crew on, on, the, on North America anyways. I would say that's a pretty safe bet between those two. Yeah, but so 45 years of survey and mapping experience, you know, throughout the United States and Canada and, you know, the Pacific Northwest. And Jim, he's he served for over 23 years as the lead instructor for the land surveying program at Renton Technical College. Um, and, and that is actually Washington State's largest and most prestigious land surveying program. He's had hundreds of graduates over those, over those years, of course, and many of those are now licensed as professional surveyors and employed at survey firms throughout Washington State and across the country for that matter. And Jim served as a consultant for many private surveying and engineering firms and provides or provided in-house training for their personnel with regards to surveying theory, new instrumentation, and industry software. And Jim is a, a frequent presenter on survey subjects at industry chapter meetings, which is probably where, and, and, and seminars and state national conferences, which is probably where you know a number of us have come into contact with Jim. And of course, his articles have been published in many local and national publications. He's actually been honored several times um, by the Land Surveyors Association of Washington. In fact, in 1990, he was chosen as the Washington State Associate Surveyor of the Year. And in 2010, he was chosen as Washington State Surveyor of the Year by his colleagues in LSAW. He's also the past president of the United of United. <laughs> Uh, of Land Surveyors Association of Washington. Freudian slip. Yep, the Education Committee Chairman and the Washington State Director to the National Society of Professional Surveyors. So needless to say that Jim is very decorated in the survey profession. He has parlayed all that knowledge and wisdom into a, uh, a book that he's, he's put together, he's, pu he's publishing. And the name of the book is Math for the Surveyor. Right now it's an ebook. I believe it's like in PDF form, basically. Um, but he is more than willing to share this. I've read through it page by page, and it is probably one of the best resources that is currently available to, to I was going to say younger sur surveyors, but surveyors in general. I mean, there is so much, again, so much knowledge and wisdom documented in, in this book that really should not be, uh, should not be missed by anybody. So I'm going to give you Jim's email address. And it's really simple. It's PLS33647 at Outlook.com. He'd love to hear from you. And he's more than welcome to, uh, to share this, uh, this document with you. And it's just, it's going to be a great tool for, for surveyors, not only, you know, now, but into the future. So Jim Cohn, when you hear this, thank you so much for everything you've done for the profession and for taking the time to, uh, put all that knowledge and wisdom, uh, you know, in, into print. So thank you, sir. I appreciate it. And as do many others. So as, as a 
elder statesman, we'll say a little bit you're on your side of things. Uh, all these younger guys that you may hire or come across, would you just first off recommend that to them? Right? No the question. Case? All right. So, no question. So Delphi Delph's going to buy 20 copies, and everybody he hires from now on gets one on day one. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I might just do that. It's that good. It is. See, no, it's running the test. It really is. It's it is that good. I when I was paging through, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is this is amazing. You well, know, well written, good read. Absolutely easy to read. No question. Okay. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's that, fantastic. Somebody like myself, I need that. When it's they fantastic. get confusing, I just give up. Yeah. No, I, I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, so um, that's a lot of good news we just shared. Absolutely, yeah. feels pretty good. It does. Yeah, it's definitely a change from. Um, I feel great from everything else going on. Absolutely, oh my I'm just glad we're not yeah. talking about pandemic doom and gloom. Yeah, yeah, we, I feel we like get that's enough the, of that. That's the world right now. Well, I mean, it's I, I I don't want to go off on a negative tangent, but now, of course, you know, there's a guy in uh, Minneapolis that yeah. got got killed, you know, but with the police officer and stuff yes. like that. And that's setting off all these riots and everything. Whatever. We that, we don't want to go down that path. But that's we, a, that's just people losing their minds. Losing and their this minds. is and this yeah. is what we're trying to combat. Yeah. In our small way. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um what else? Do you guys got anything else you wanna get out there? No, just be happy. Yeah. Don't don't let this stuff drag you down. Nope. Nope. Absolutely. Enjoy your family while you're you're stuck at home with them, quote unquote stuck. And, just enjoy it and be there. Embrace and, it. Absolutely. And reach out to them, first and foremost. You know, reach out to them, say hi, ask people how they're doing, friends, oh, little, family, whatever. A little side note of yeah. good news. My father came, uh, survived an appendectomy oh my last goodness. week. That is good news. And he had to go into the hospital during this COVID time, in and out 14 hours. They took it out and kicked Jeez. him out. Wow. So, Efficient. Yeah, it was pretty Efficient. good. And then uh, my <laughs> uncle was having a heart surgery back east yep. uh, later in the week. So my dad called me Monday and said, hey, call your uncle. He's having a heart surgery. I said, okay. So I call him on Tuesday that night. My stepmom calls and says, here, your dad's going in for surgery. I get home and Carrie immediately says, man, your dad just can't let your uncle have any attention. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So in, hey. in the end, they all turned out okay. So that's a little more good news roundabout way. No question. No question. And I am a firm believer in the power of positive thinking, by the way. I don't know if I've mentioned that. No, I've so a huge believer prophecy. in that. Absolutely. Absolutely huge. Speak huge it believer. into existence. No doubt about it. Once she's floated out there into the universe, there's a, a much higher chance that it could actually happen. So, uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Well, let's, let's wrap this sucker up. Um, thanks again, everybody, for listening and the uh, continued support during these unprecedented times. We could not do this without you, and, uh, and, and it motivates us. You know, send us an email. Um, make a donation to the GoFundMe account so we can send Jake to Mars. That'd be great. And he would appreciate that. Check us out at thegeoholics.com. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. We're growing exponentially uh, by simply searching for The Geoholics. And, of course, download all our podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify. Oh, and our app, of course, of from course. Land Surveyors United. Can't forget that. Everything right in the palm of your hands. And uh, as I mentioned, email us at info at thegeoholics.com if you're interested in being a friend of the program or a guest on a future show. Carol Pasty and the Honey Shakers, fittingly, take your bad news and go away. Check out all their music on Spotify and Apple. Support local, give to get, and stay safe and healthy, everyone. Thanks again to our friends of the program. Please be sure to check out Land Surveyors United at landsurveyorsunited.com, Unifly at unifly.arrow, Bad Elf at Bad 
parkland-elf.com and Parkland College at parkland.edu forward slash surveying.